Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. I was looking all over the place for a video clip from the 1990s that for some reason I thought I had marked and, and uh, saved and I hadn't marked and saved, so I finally found it, and I'm going to play it for you in today's broadcast, which is entitled... Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Armageddon, and Bible prophecy. I want you, if you have your Bible, open with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel, of course, was a prophet of God. Ezekiel chapter 37. Today is very interesting. If you pay attention even slightly to the news... And this has been going on for a number of years now, since probably, what, 20, 2014 or so. You've had this conflict with Russia moving into Ukraine, but specifically, they're not really interested in Western Ukraine, it doesn't seem. It's Eastern Ukraine and, and, a, and a region called Crimea. Are they able to put Google Maps on the screen? Like in just me telling them to scroll north or, or south, or it has to be like still photos? All right, if you would, because I'm not just doing this for you as the viewer. I, I want to see where these places are myself. So if you would, put Google Maps on. They need a little time, or they're, or they're ready. Okay. Scroll out. That's Pittsburgh. Scroll way out. I'm going, I'm going to Europe. Okay, that's good. Let's go across. East. Keep going. Straight east. All right, go to where you see there, good. Uh, go up, no, no, up a little, north. There's Turkey, keep going up. There's Ukraine. Okay, and there is, the, is that, that's the Black Sea, right? Yeah. Let's find Crimea. It should be, okay, there's, there's Ukraine. Just zoom in, I guess. A little bit. Uh, go down to that little island-looking place that's that that's on the Black Sea. Yep, and zoom in on that. What does it give that for a name? See, the thing is, Google might not even tell the name of the country because it's disputed. Like, Russia says it belongs to them, and Google doesn't like to make, make problems. I want to look it up on here. That's the city. It's Crimea. So there's that place. Now, scroll out a little bit because I want to see where Moscow is in, in Russia in relation. There's Russia, right? Yep. I think the, green, the green's Russia. So, yeah, it is. So now you get an idea what we're talking about. There's Moscow. What's their interest in Ukraine? So you got Belarus there, then Ukraine. Scroll down. If Ru Go south. If Russia is going to be the bear that comes out of the north as the Bible prophesies, to attack Israel. In fact, why don't we just get it all out of the way now? Uh, find me Jerusalem. 
It should be straight south. Where's Israel? There's Israel. Go straight north. Uh, yeah, don't scroll. There, wait, go down and see, see Israel so everybody can see it. There's Israel. Where's Jerusalem? There's Jerusalem. That'll be the capital of the world before Christ returns. And then after Christ returns. Go straight north. Keep going. There's the Black Sea and that little peninsula is Crimea, which is part of the Ukraine for now. And straight north is Moscow. So if the bear that's going to come out of the north to attack Israel, there's Russia. Go down. Go south again towards Jerusalem. Where do they need to get there? They need, go up. They need access to the Black Sea. And there's where Crimea is. So right now they're blocked by Ukraine, which is has tried very hard to join Europe. And Russia wants it back. So what they've done is they held an election in Crimea, this was years back, to see if they wanted to rejoin uh, Russia. And they voted to rejoin Russia. But everybody, if you talk to anybody in the Ukraine, in Ukraine they'll tell you that Putin packed had a bunch of people move to Crimea to vote. Imagine that election fraud. Thank God nothing like that ever happens in this country. So they did that by referendum because he has to acquire that land strategically for battle to take place for a battle that the Bible calls Armageddon. Basically, and you heard us say this, my, my father said it, you heard me say it yesterday, the world's not falling apart, the world's falling into place. It's falling into its prophetic place to get ready for the last battle that the Bible calls Armageddon, which will take place in the Valley of Megiddo. All right, since we got the maps up, let's take, let's take some little trips. It'll save us like $30,000 of airfare and hotels. Let me see. Can you find on Google Maps the Valley of Megiddo? M-E-G-G. E-D-O or E-D-D-O? All right, where is it? Megiddo. Yeah, just do Megiddo. So there it is. There's where the whole, the whole thing goes down at the end. That's why the Bible's called... called uh, the battle's called Armageddon. That's where it's all going to go down to end this age of humanity, according to Bible prophecy. Zoom out. So stay right there. So Lester Sumrall said he had an Israeli general take him to the region north of there. And because, you know, Ezekiel is in the Bible, but Ezekiel's not in the New Testament, it's in the Old Testament. So rabbis, uh, rabbis believe it like, like I believe it. So because the, the Old Testament tells you that this attack's going to take place out of the north, did you know that Israel has made a bunch of soft marsh ground so that if anybody, if, if troops or tanks come from the north, they'll just get sunk like quicksand. 
in preparation for this battle. Thanks, guys. So I wanted to give you a, a you know what, before we, before we cut it out, zoom out. Let's just see where it is in, in relation to the rest of the world. So there it is. There's Russia, dead straight above it. See, I didn't realize Moscow was directly north of Jerusalem. I, I had in my mind like Russia was way over east, but it's right above it. Zoom in slightly. So Turkey, Syria, Lebanon, the stands, Azerbaijan, Turkmenistan, all around there, Uzbekistan, Ukraine, and then look how close it is uh, in proximity to Germany, Hungary, Germany, Croatia, Germany. So I want you to hold that in your mind because we're, we're going to deal with this. From the Bible. All right, you can go back to me. Ezekiel 37. The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, so this is the Lord that asked him, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as commanded, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then the Lord said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying we've become old dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. O my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, all my people will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done what I've said. Yes, I, the Lord, have spoken. So there you go. 
If you hang around in, in prophetic circles, you would think that was just some random miracle that God did so that we could say, say that the, the, the dry bones are going to live again, bro. But the Bible says that this, this was like a sign, a uh, miracle, to show that Israel that had died would live again. The rebirth of the nation of Israel. Israel, as you could tell from the prophecy, when Ezekiel was prophesying this, Israel was in captivity. They had lost their nation. Tell the, the people of Israel are saying they're dry bones, but tell them that I said they're going to live again. And so you have, um, you couple that with Matthew 24, verse 32. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know without being told that summer's near. In the same way, when you see these things begin to happen, you can know that my return is near, even at the door. I tell you the truth. This generation will not pass from the scene until all these things are fulfilled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain forever. Every one of the hearers of that message knew that when Jesus said the fig tree will bud again, He was referring to which nation? The fig tree referred to one, one nation in the Bible. Israel. Jesus said, Israel will bloom again. Ezekiel said, the dry bones will live again. Amy said, does that include a nation being born in a day? That's the fulfillment of that prophecy. Can a nation be born in one day? Israel was born in one day. May 14th. 1948. Now look how since May 14th, 1948, 70 years to the day, Jerusalem is reinstalled as capital, and you have technology, you have wickedness racing to a crescendo. The Bible says that the Antichrist will be without natural affection for women. If it was ever discovered you were a homosexual in politics, your political career was over. Now it would be a plus. The whole world will hear his decrees. That was impossible. And, uh, and then now, the Bible says everybody will see his head wound. Everybody will see him raised back to life from his head wound. Now there's satellite technology. How did stuff not exist for 6,000 years of recorded history, and then now, in like 100 years, just rapid? I mean, like this. How are you watching me talk live? Sitting in, uh, one lady that I saw in there is from Germany. People are watching from all over the place. Was this possible before 1948? No, it wasn't. International broadcasting? <laughs> Let alone to do it just based from, from some simple equipment in a church sanctuary. Because the Bible said the generation that sees Israel fulfill that prophecy out of Ezekiel. They will still be here when all these things are fulfilled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain forever. I want you to write this down. I am that generation. I am that generation. My father used to preach all the time. If you live a life, and this was, this was when I was a teenager. Good morning, Marianne. 
if you live a life not cut short by tragedy, you will either be an eyewitness to or a participant in the rapture of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we didn't shut our ministry down for COVID. There's not time for that. We are not in the last days. We are in the final minutes of the last days. The Apostle Peter said the last days commenced with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Nice to have you uh, from Holland. And all the nations that are watching, we love you here in the United States. Peter said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days. So Peter said that when they, were, when they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that was the last days. So if that was the last days then, we are in the, the end. What the Bible calls, which I'm not going to get into today, when the time of the Gentiles has come to an end. Right now, you are seeing the transition from the focus being America, uh, Gentile nations, the shift is coming back in to Israel and the Jewish people in the Middle East and basically the nations where everything started. Mesopotamia, Iraq, Iran. Why does Russia seem possessed with a desire to build its military strong, to reacquire these nations... And why does Russia in no way get along with Israel? Now, isn't it interesting that right after the Lord speaks this to Ezekiel, these bones, Ezekiel 37, 11, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying we've become old dry bones, all hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, O oh my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you and will live again and return home to and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. That's been fulfilled. Seven million Jewish people from all over the earth returned back to that land. Now what? Ezekiel 38.1. This is another message. So that happens. Now there's this. And this is where we're at right now. Ezekiel 38.1 to 6. So just like if, if, we, if I was doing this broadcast in 1948 by radio or whatever, I could, I could say and I would have been right. Right now, we are living in Ezekiel 37, the regathering of the dry bones to live again in their homeland. And now we're in 38, 1 to 6. This is another message that came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face Gog of the land of Magog, the prince who rules over the nations of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Now, this is not, I want you to be very clear on this. This is not after the fact. This is not me assembling a message because of what Russia has started to do in, in uh, Crimea and Ukraine recently. This is, 
if you look up old Bible study books, see, what does this mean? Gog and the land of Magog and the prince who rules over Meshach and Tubal. These were people who became people groups that settled in regions. So you know what nations they are now. Meshach became Moscow. Tubal is the Tubalsk region of Russia. Gog and Magog, the prince who rules over Meshach and Tubal. You're talking about Russia here. Give him this word from the Lord. I am your enemy. Now, not the Russian people are not the enemy of God. But God's saying to this future leader of Russia, I'm your enemy. I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaws to lead you out with your whole army, your horses, charioteers in full armor, and a great horde armed with shields and swords. Persia, who's Persia? Iran and Iraq. Persia will join you. Ethiopia and Libya will join you too. North Africa. Iran and Iraq. Let me ask you a question. For the last handful of years, every time they find Iran and Iraq with weapons or Palestine to attack Israel, who's the supplier? Does Russia back Israel or does Russia back the enemies of Israel? If you don't understand the roots of nations, you're never going to understand much. Nations have spiritual roots. That's why when John Kerry flies over there under the Obama administration to try to turn them into Western democracies and join us, you're fighting against roots. You're trying to turn an apple tree into an orange tree. The nations have roots. The Bible doesn't just tell you the history of nations and the roots of nations. The Bible tells you the future of nations. Very interesting. And the the nation of Israel believes it. They're already prepared for this right out of the playbook. Amazing, the word of wisdom, the operation of the Holy Spirit called the word of wisdom through Ezekiel. That all these thousands of years ago, he knew exactly what nations were going to gather together against Israel, where they were going to gather, how they were going to gather, and how the battle will turn out. Meshach and Tubal. And I wanted to explain that to you because I remember growing up as a kid, and if they studied this, they'd say, uh, Gog and Magog is Russia. It's like, Can you explain that, how Gog and Magog is Russia? Could, couldn't you have just inserted any nation there? You haven't given any, any proof or reason. I could say Gog and Magog is my neighbor, and that's why I hate him. His name's Mike. Why do you get Gog and Magog and the prince of Meshach and Tubal being Russia? Because... Gog and the land of Magog, you can study who the Gog and Magog people were and where they lived during that time and what nations they became. 
Iraq and Iran, Ethiopia and Libya will join you too. And look how it is now. Look how you can't get You can't get those nations to play ball with Western nations. Iraq and Iran want nothing to do with the United States or England. Their alliances are in Tur Turkey and the Stands and Russia and Palestine. Nations have roots and nations have a future. Gomer and all its armies will also join you with the armies of Beth Togarma from the distant north and many others. Now, I want you to circle verse 6 because this is, I don't want to use the word insane because we're talking about the Bible, but it is crazy that you have Russia making a move into Crimea right now and the Bible says that I'm going to put a hook in your jaw and you're going, you're going to take your whole army and attack Israel, but before you do, you're going to gather these nations to yourself to help you. And one of them is Gomer. Russia, you're going to attack Israel, but before you do, you're going to gather these nations to yourself. And one of them is Gomer. Well, what is Gomer? This is Lester Summerall. This is why I was late starting the broadcast because I, I didn't want to just tell you this. I wanted you to see it. This is from the early 90s when none of this was possible. There, wasn't an, there was not enough strength. If you're my age, you remember the, when the Soviet Union collapsed. It was just third world. There, there wasn't enough strength anywhere in this region to launch a war, let alone the war to end all wars. So way back then, Listen to Dr. Lester Summer. I'll tell you who Gomer is. Roll the clip. Largest military host in history. In history. With all the Arab states combined with European states and, 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 all, and all of Russia. And, and uh, in Ezekiel 38 verse 5, look what it says. I know who will be with you. Ethiopia will be with you. Persia, which is Iran and Iraq all put together over there, will be with you. Libya you know, down in Africa, uh, they will be with you. And all of them with their armor, shield and helmet. And then he says, Gomer will be with you. And, and Tagama, then of the north quarters, all his bands, many people with you. Now Ezekiel also refers to Tagama and all his bands when, when, when uh, an author named Wolf uh, visited the Tartar hordes, he lived south of the Sea of Aral. You ought to put a little line under there. The Sea of Aral has vanished. Now, can you imagine a great inland sea just disappearing? It dried up. It just dried up and was gone. I was reading this a few days ago in the papers. That this sea just went. That this world is going All right, to pause it, and I'm going to have you back it up like, like 30 seconds, or 40 seconds even, because if you're, I don't want you to miss this. This isn't normal type of talking. But he's telling you about historians that went and visited these people. You know, just because we call them Russian, you know, they're not English over there. They have names that actually are more in line with these Bible names. 
You know, we call it Turkey. They don't call themselves Turkey. It's a whole different language. Go ahead, play it. Listen carefully. You and, and Tagama, the, uh, of the North Quarters, all his bands, many people with you. Now, Ezekiel also refers to, go, to Gama and all his bands when, 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 when uh, an author named Wolf uh, visited the Tartar hordes, he lived south of the Sea of Aral. You ought to put a little line up there. The Sea of Aral has vanished. Now, can you imagine a great inland sea just disappearing? It dried up. It just dried up and was gone. I was reading this a few days ago in the papers. That this sea just went. That this world is going to suffer from water more than anything else in the future. It's gone. And, and between that sea and the Caspian Sea, which is south of it, he found that they call themselves Tagama people. This is the southern part of Russia and the northern part of Palestine. Dr. C.L. Harrison also identifies Gomer and all his band. That the place that they settled was a Gomeria and then Simeria and afterwards Crimea, uh, which is the present name. This is, of course, the southern part of Russia. Many of their descendants uh, settled around the Black Sea. Others from, from the family of Gomar afterward advanced up the river Danube and people the present land of Germany. Now that you ought to underline. Back it up. Back it up 35 seconds. Listen to this again. Who is Gomer? Anything else in the future. It's gone. And, and between that sea and the Caspian Sea, which is south of it, he found that they call themselves Tagama people. This is the southern part of Russia and the northern part of Palestine. Dr. C.L. Harrison also identifies Gomer and all his band. That the place that they settled was a Gomeria and then Simeria and afterwards Crimea, uh, which is the present name. This is, of course, the southern Pause. part of Russia. And it, you understand, this is an old clip. What, 93, 2003... 2013, it's, it's, it's just under 30 years old, probably. It might be 30 years old. It might, this might be from 91 or so. I know Summerall passed in 96, so... And this, this is a few years before he passed. So, like, at the least, it's like, it's like 28 years old. So he's not, like, jumping on something that's in the headlines and trying to make the Bible match it. He's telling you, back when it seemed impossible, that this region was going to rise to power again... And, and, and then Russia was going to have to gather Gomer, who became Gomeria, then it was Simeria, and then Crimea, which is the modern name. I, I When I heard this like a few years ago, when Putin first started making his move into Crimea, I about fell out of my chair. What an accurate book. History written before it takes place. You're a fool to bet your life against Bible prophecy. Continue. Many of their descendants are settled around the Black Sea. Others from, from the family of Gomar afterward advanced up the river Danube and peopled the present land of Germany. Now that you ought to underline. You got to know where people come from. You got to know roots. If you don't know roots, you don't know much about people, you know. We know people by their roots. It was first called by them the land of Gomer, a Gomer land, and it was given its modern day of Germany, German land. Plus, oh, according so isn't it interesting that it not only spread, the Gomer people not only spread east, 
Crimea, and then all those nations he mentioned, they also spread west into Germany. Now, would you say Germany has historically been friendly to the Jewish people or unfriendly to the Jewish people? There's roots, particularly East Germany. Why was, I mean, because they settled in the eastern part of Germany, the part that's closer to Russia. So look, look why did one half of Germany end up communist for so long? The roots that the Bible's telling you. Continue. To this interpretation, both the Russians and, and the people of Germany are referred to in prophecy with a suggestion of their being in an alliance in some military activities in the latter days, in the last days. Now, she said that's, that's future. And so you'll have to look at that and say, I'm going to watch that one because it's in the future and we're going to live. Now, he said, now he's saying this can't happen now. Russia was weak. Those nations around the, the Black Sea were weak, but he said, this is talking about the future, so you need to make a note. I'm going to watch this area. <laughs> Man, the intelligence. Now, there's a guy that didn't finish high school, but look at the intelligence that the Word of God gives you because you can know what you can't. University, you can learn about things that happened. The Bible tells you things that are to come. That, that puts you in your own class. Now, I want to hear that last 35 seconds again. Think, listen to the Germany part. Think, why is there that one nation in Europe that's different? You don't, you don't see uh, France starting World War I and World War II. Why is there? Because they're not like the other nations. They have different people that are in there. They're, they're not from the Anglo people. They're rooted back with the Turks and Russians, and the Stans, and the, the Gomer people that are all aligned against Israel in their roots. Last 35 seconds. Now that you ought to underline, people come from, you got to know roots. If you don't know roots, you don't know much about people, you know. We know people by their roots. It was first called that. The land of Gomer, a Gomer land. And it was given as part of the German land. Oh, according to this interpretation, and then... Okay. No roots, I'll give you another you chance if it doesn't work. People, doesn't work. You know, we know people by their roots. It was first called by them the land of Gomer, a Gomer land, and it was given this modern day of Germany, German land. Oh, according to this interpretation, both the Russians and, and the people of Germany are referred to in prophecy with a suggestion of their being in an alliance Pause. in some military activity. Where's Patrick? Hold on. Patrick's German and he knows a lot of stuff. I think Germany actually gets their natural gas from Russia. Like, they've made a deal se separate from Europe. I'm Man, like, everything falls into place. This doesn't have much to do with today's broadcast, but I'm, I'm curious now. I could be wrong, but I want to check. Hey, who does Germany get their natural gas from? Did they make a deal with Russia for their natural gas or no?
And that's pretty much as far as Europe goes. That's exclusive with Germany, right? Like England doesn't have a deal with Russia for their natural gas, right? Okay, listen, I'm going to have it say, it. say it from the beginning. I'm going to put you on the mic because I, I, I wanted to be sure before I did it. All right, go ahead. Wait, wait, I got to do speakerphone. Go ahead. Germany gets about 49% of their natural gas from Russia. And uh, it'll probably be more once the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that everybody's talking about comes online. And then n none for England, right? Almost, almost none for England. Um, I'm not sure about England, but I saw that France was in those statistics at about 24% of their natural gas. Right. Thank you very much. Yep. So why? why? Why is Germany making its own deals for oil and power? Why did Germany out of all of Europe align with Russia and then those, those Baltic region states for uh, World, World War II and World War I? And then he said France, 24%. Well, France is basically becoming North African. Traditional French people don't have enough children to sustain the population. It's immigration from the regions that the Bible says are going are gonna to join in with Russia. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, the whole thing makes sense. Gomer and all its armies will join you, along with the armies of Beth Tagarma from the distant north and many others. Be ready, be prepared. Keep all the armies around you mobilized and take command of them. A long time from now, you will be called into action. In the distant future, you will swoop down on the land of Israel, which will be enjoying peace after recovering from war. That's now. And after its people have returned from many lands to the mountains of Israel. You and all your allies, a vast and awesome army, will roll down on them like a storm and cover the land like a cloud. What a time to be alive. This is what the sovereign Lord says. At that time, evil thoughts will come to your mind, and you'll devise a wicked scheme. You will say Israel is an unprotected land filled with unwalled villages. I will march against her and destroy these people who live in such confidence. I will go to those formerly desolate cities that are now filled with people who have returned from exile in many nations. I will capture vast amounts of plunder, for the people are rich with livestock and other possessions now. They think the whole world revolves around them. But Sheba and Dadan and the merchants of Tarshish will ask, do you really think the armies you have gathered can rob them of silver and gold? Do you think you can drive away their livestock and seize their goods and carry off plunder? Therefore, son of man, prophesy against Gog. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. When my people are living in peace in their land, then you will rouse yourself. You will come from your homeland in the distant north with your vast cavalry and mighty army. You'll attack my people Israel, covering their land like a cloud. At that time in the distant future, I will bring you against my land as everyone watches. And my holiness will be displayed by what happens to you, Gog. Then all the nations will know that I am the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord asks. Are you the one I was talking about long ago? 
when I announced through Israel's prophets that in the future I would bring you against my people? But this is what the Lord says. When Gog invades the land of Israel, my fury will boil over. In my jealousy and blazing anger, I promise a mighty shaking in the land of Israel on that day. All living things, the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, the animals of the field, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people of earth will quake in terror at my presence. Mountains will be thrown down. Cliffs will crumble. Walls will fall to the earth. I will summon the sword against you on all the hills of Israel, says the sovereign Lord. Your men will turn their swords against each other. I will punish you and your armies with disease and bloodshed. Biological war. Why would there be disease in a war? Biological warfare. I will send torrential rain, hailstones, fire, and burning sulfur. In this way, I will show my greatness and holiness. I will make myself known to all the nations of the Lord, of the world, and they will know that I am the Lord. It goes down into, into chapter 39 as well. You know, I'm going to read the rest of it. Pretty fearsome. Son of man, prophesy against Gog. Chapter 39, Ezekiel 39. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. I am your enemy, O Gog, ruler of the nations of Meshech and Tubal. I will turn you around and drive you toward the mountain of Israel, bringing you from the distant north. I will knock the bow from your left hand and the arrows from your right hand, and I'll leave you helpless. You and your army and your allies will all die on the mountains. I will feed you to the vultures and wild animals, and you will fall in the open fields. For I have spoken, says the sovereign Lord. And I will rain down fire on Magog and all your allies who live safely on the coast. Then they will know that I am the Lord. In this way I will make known my holy name among the people of Israel. I will not let anyone bring shame on it, and the nations too will know that I am the Lord the Holy One of Israel. The day of judgment will come, says the Sovereign Lord. Everything will happen just as I declared. Then the people in the towns of Israel will go out and pick up, listen how enormous this battle will be, will go and pick up your small and large shields, bows, arrows, javelins, and spears, and will use them for fuel. There will be enough to last for seven years. They won't need to cut any wood from the fields or forests, for these weapons will give them all the fuel they need. They will plunder those who plan to plunder them, and they will rob those who plan to rob them, says the Sovereign Lord. I will make a vast graveyard for Gog and his hordes in the valley of, of the travelers, east of the Dead Sea. It will block the way of those who travel there, and they will change the name of the place to the valley of Gog's hordes. It will take seven months for the people of Israel to bury the bodies and cleanse the land. That's a lot of dead people. It will take seven months to bury the bodies. Everyone in Israel will help, for it will be a glorious victory for Israel when I demonstrate my glory on that day.
the battle to end all battle. Turn to 2 Peter. Second Peter 3, 5. They deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command, and he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same word, the present heavens and earth are being stored up for fire. They are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will perish. What type of people are going to perish? 2 Peter 3, 7. When ungodly people will perish. Somebody asked in the comments, are we going to be there for this? No, it's not going to be godly people that perish. It's going to be ungodly people that perish. That's why part of the motivation in preaching is to warn people. Knowing that Paul said, knowing the terror of the Lord, we work to persuade men. That you can avoid this. But if you choose to be ungodly, that day will catch you unaware. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise to return, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to perish, so he's giving more time for everyone to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will be melted by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be exposed to judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy, godly lives you should be living. Looking forward to that day and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire, and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth that God promised, a world where everyone is right with God. And so, dear friends, while you're waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in His sight. And remember, the Lord is waiting so people have time to be saved. And remember, the Lord is waiting so people have time to be saved. If there's one thing I hate, it's people giving you information that there's nothing you can do with it. Well, you know these nations are aligning right now. Well, so what do you do? Say, well, yeah, the Bible says that. No, the Bible says, number one, knowing that, what holy, godly lives you should be living. When you see all these nations lining up, if you see the nearness to the battle of Armageddon, if you can see the nations gearing up for Armageddon that happens at the end of the tribulation. How much closer is the rapture? The Bible says knowing that, it should motivate you to be living a holy, godly life. That Jesus is coming soon, and I'm going to be ready to meet him. The second thing it should do, he, knowing that the Lord is waiting so people have time to be saved. Think about it. Just like Russia is making the decision to align itself negatively with Bible prophecy. You can make a decision. I'm going to align myself positively with Bible prophecy. 
if the reason Christ hasn't called us home yet is he wants people to be saved, then I'm going to throw the totality of my being into the salvation of lost men. Just off camera is sitting uh, Nick that works here. Upstairs in the media room. Those guys are talented. They could be working on all kinds of things. They could get a job in Hollywood. They could make entertainment. They're using what they do to get the gospel out so people can be saved. Everything I'm doing revolves around people being saved. So the Lord gives us a building that we'd have to raise money for for 40 years. Drops it in our lap. Money comes from all over the place. Because I've decided, rather than try to ask God to help me bring my dreams to pass, I'm going to give my life to causing God's dream to come to pass. That those that have never received Christ can hear the gospel and be saved. What about you? This is very soon. This is happening. You know, Lester Summerall preaching that in the early 90s had to say, this is going to happen sometime in the future. Keep an eye on it. Well, not now. Jonathan preaching it now doesn't say this is going to happen sometime in the future. It is happening right now. Are you ready to meet the Lord when he comes? If you're not ready, I want you to get ready now. If you're watching the replay, if you're listening by podcast, I want you to pray this with me. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, or you once did and you fell away, say this with me out loud. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I repent. I believe in my heart. You raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord and my Savior. Right now, I receive forgiveness for sin. By the blood of Jesus, I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. I want you to let me know that you prayed with me. Right, I did in the comments. I want to see who I prayed with. And then secondly, I want you to go to RevivalToday.com and click, I just got saved. Fill that out. And I'm going to send you a Bible and other materials to help it make sure you make heaven. Just like today helped you. You need to feed on the Word of God every day. It's more, more essential than your actual physical food. Hey, the Victory Channel's watching. What a, what a privilege to have you on. You guys are doing a great job. You don't need me to tell you that. God bless you. God bless, bless the Copelands and everybody that, that's there. Thank you for praying with me. Make sure you fill that out. Secondly, this is why we give you the ability to sow seed. Mark chapter 10. Then Peter began to speak up. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that anyone that's given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children 
or property, personal property, that's given that for my sake. You say, yeah, but you're not Jesus. I can't give to Jesus. For my sake and for the sake of the gospel. I want you to write that down. For the sake of the gospel. Jesus equated giving for the sake of the gospel to putting it in his hand personally. They will receive now and in this life 100-fold. And in the world to come, they'll have eternal life. Putting your money into the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ will pay returns like nothing else. You're aligning your money, your possessions, with the purpose of heaven. And just like there's a curse on anything that goes against Israel and God's plan, there's a blessing when you get in the flow. And you get your money in the flow. It's a secret I've learned. Get your money in the flow of souls and the gospel. And you'll never lack anything. I figured out a few things that God wants done from his word. And we do them. He wants the hungry fed. So we feed 1,500 kids a day and the money pours in from everywhere. He wants the lost saved. So we do everything multiple times a day. I'm here at 10 in the morning. I'm still here at, at, at uh, what, 11.30, 11.45, giving altar calls for people to get saved from morning till night and several other things during the day. We're going to have teenagers saved today as Revival Today launches its youth ministry. When we open up the ability to give, I want you to give with that knowledge. I'm connecting my money with God's vision and dream. And what I make happen for others, God makes happen for me. If I work to bring God's dream to pass, God will cause my dreams to come to pass. What would the Holy Ghost have you sow today? What from your possession can you connect with the gospel that will be the thing that unlocks the windows of heaven? that causes life from going to being a struggle to being a blessing. Everyone that gives today, I'm going to send two books as a thank you. One is my book, How to Dominate in a Wicked Nation, Lessons Learned from the Life of Abraham. The second one is Raising Children with a Passion to Know and Serve Jesus Christ by my mother, Judy Shuttlesworth, which if you're a parent or planning on becoming a parent, that'll be a massive resource. For anyone that sows $10,000 or more, I put a challenge out in late November, believing for 66 people to sow $10,000. And I think we're at 64 who have. For the, thank you, Tracy. There's $500 on Facebook. God bless you. For anyone that does $10,000, if you're part of the 66 that give $10,000, I'm going to send you 66 life-changing books that I picked out with a dollar's that I feel should be in your hand as a special thank you. Here's the ways to give. Hashtag donate on Facebook. Above that, you can see you can go to our website. In my opinion, the easiest way, revivaltoday.com, and you click give now. You can text RT to 50155. Cash app, dollar sign RT give. Venmo, at RT give. PayPal, revivaltoday.com slash PayPal.
If you'd like to give by cryptocurrency, I'm going to leave that QR code up. You can scan it. Or again, you can do it on our website, revivaltoday.com, and click Give Now. There's a place for cryptocurrency there. If you prefer the mail, make it out to Revival Today, P.O. Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania, 15329. After you give, don't forget to claim your offer at revivaltoday.com, and you click Claim My Offer. If you want to speak to a human being and this just confuses you, or you need extra help, there's people waiting to take your call right now. Friendly people. 412-446-2332. If you're international, plus one, 412-446-2332. Love to hear from you from podcast. Wherever you're listening to this, today's a day to make a move for the gospel. Thank you for your giving. I bless you. I hope this study... Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Armageddon, and Bible prophecy. I hope it makes sense to you now. How many of you by show of emoji hand that kind of cleared up geopolitics for you? Everything's spiritual. If you address things from the outside in, it's always more difficult. If you understand that there's an inside out, it's very clear. Nice meeting you, uh, Vera, Yanil, Lenan, Tracy in Massachusetts. We love you. It has been a wonderful study. Prayer, noon to one. I'd love to have you join us. And then uh, check the news tonight at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you for joining me today. Share the broadcast. This will, I think, open a lot of people's eyes. For myself, everybody here at Revival Today, love you so much. God bless you. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.